0: Welcome to Time Enough Podcast. It's where we look into all of the episodes of the Twilight Zone and beyond. This is Matt Comage is here coming back from the Mission Log Prodigy podcast and, and some other ones if you want to throw those out. But that's where I know you from. It's Charlene Schmidt. Welcome back.
1: Yes. Hello. Thank you for welcoming me back to the Twilight Zone.
0: Yeah, I, I, I know just mentioning, what, you're, you're a busy potter too, so I, I don't want to sell you short there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm always doing like 12 things at once, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully, now that the strikes are over, we can get going with Mission Log Prodigy again, since the show is going to be on Netflix starting December 25th. And ramping up for Season 2, we don't know when that's coming yet, but getting excited, we need to build up some hype, so hopefully we get back to it. And I do uh, Star Trek and Chill every Friday night with uh, Virtual TrekCon and the 7th Rule team, that's fun. And yeah, when we were doing Mission Log Live on a regular basis, I would be the pinch hitter, but since we're out of Star Trek content for the time being, that's on hiatus.
0: Well, amazing. amazing. You, you got me excited for a minute. I thought you said, "Uh, I, I thought you were saying season two is starting on, on Christmas, but okay. Netflix is cool no. too. <laughs> oh, I wish.
1: <laughs> no, we're not that lucky, but at least we know we'll get to see season two of Prodigy on Netflix when it is that time. I, I'm sure they're going to let season one have its moment of glory on the platform. Let more eyes catch it so that when season two does air, it's got that much bigger of an audience. That's my hope
0: yeah yeah maybe you know you know sometimes uh things like that have a little second life somewhere where uh your movies don't catch in the theater and they can you know like austin powers was only a mild hit in the theaters and really blew up on video that sort of thing
1: sure yeah things like that i mean streaming shows all the time if they get you know canceled too early or something there's the we had a massive fan effort for prodigy to uh You know, find a new home and save Star Trek Prodigy was the hashtag and then lo and behold Netflix they did do the deal and other shows have had uh, they've moved to a different platform when the fan cry out was like hey no we can't end to the show like this and then somebody says okay we'll let you do one more season and wrap it up that sort of thing
0: yeah I I feel like you know in like 30 years time people are going to look back and find lots of diamonds from this period of media because we just have way too much stuff and like zero um,
1: Oh, gosh, a promotion.
0: So things you <laughs> love like you, your favorite IP might be a TV show and you don't even know it in today's climate.
1: It's so true. We have an overabundance of really good content right now. And there is absolutely no way. I don't even think if you were watching TV 24-7 and that's all you did, you could not go through everything that's being released.
0: Yeah, for me, I mean, like, we just had Black Friday so I'm sitting here like oh last to us 10 bucks I guess I'm gonna watch the last of us now because I wasn't before doing <laughs> <laughs> a shrink wrap at the moment though I also got John Wick and went straight for those because I also had not seen John Wick because there's just too many things to see but uh'
1: it's way too many I can't keep up either
0: Mm-mm. there's a TV show for that anyway there's a TV show for this that I guess everyone knows uh to try and um segue it into Twilight Zone in a in a not classy smooth now i've unsmoothed it up anyway but
2: yeah now you ruined it <laughs> i like to
0: ex- i like to explain when i'm segwaying and that that ruins the whole thing uh today's episode is hocus pocus and frisbee kind of a goofy name a, a little concerned when i was going to hand it to someone it's called hocus pocus and frisbee deal with it um oh and i spelled <laughs> it wrong i spelled it like the flying disc but it, it is uh, f-r-i s-b-y
1: s-b-y yeah, yeah. My autocorrect uh, was not happy with that when I made
0: notes. Yeah, the first half of my notes, um, no, all of my notes actually say it as the flying toy, but my final note is frisbee, not frisbee. So um, I called it like right at the end. I I'm, I use Notepad. It doesn't autocorrect for me. I have lots of typos. It's great. Um, ah,
1: Notepad, classic.
0: But when I read the trivia to you, I will fix the the typos as I read them. Uh, So when I say Errand of Mercy, you won't hear that it's spelled E-R-A-A-N-D. So. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But now I know. Spoiler for the (laughs) trivia. Yes. The original air date was April 13th, 1962. Script is a Serling, though the story is credited to Frederick Louis Fox. Lamont Johnson returns as a uh, as he is a regular Twilight Zone director. Music is credited to Tommy Morgan. Uh, We've discussed him before. Uh, He is that harmonica guy who played on every TV show from the 50s to the 80s. So uh, probably (laughs) one of the world's most heard musicians, uh, amazingly enough, at least in terms of quantity. Wow. Andy Devine was that Frisbee. He was Roy Rogers' sidekick in 10 films and showed up 1939 1939, Stagecoach alongside John Wayne. The aliens were played by Milton Seltzer, Larry Brightman, and Peter Bracco. Seltzer is a Broadway man who jumped over to film and TV in the 60s and 70s. He will be back in the zone for the episode, The Masks. Bracco's career had him appear on The Adventures of Superman, the Star Trek episode, Errand of Mercy, spelled E-R-A-A-N-D, <laughs> and small rolls and Spartacus and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And um, wow. as I was working through the, the trivia, um, I was like, I can't not list this, put in this list of all the names they call Frisbee. So uh, we'll see if I can uh, micro machine that. Old inflatant Frisbee, nice. old cumulus Frisbee, old Archimedes Frisbee, rear engine or old rear engine Frisbee, Stonewall Frisbee and stony old rocket thrust Frisbee, old liquid propellant Frisbee, old mile a minute Frisbee. Okay. Woo! Out oh,
1: now say it ten times fast.
0: I could do Fox and Socks fast, the Dr. Seuss book.
1: <laughs> nice. Took a lot <laughs> that's, of practice.
0: Yeah. What that's is it? Uh, here's lots of. Uh, I'm not looking at the book. It's hard to do it uh just off off the dome, isn't it? Goo <laughs> <laughs> goo, gooey, goo, gooey, gooey. Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's lots of new. Let's here's something new to do now. Here's lots of new blue goo now. Blue goo, new goo, blue gooey gooey. Okay, I can do it from memory almost. It's disturbing.
1: That's not bad.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll give you something I guess easier to read. Uh, yeah, this one doesn't I guess, have. Yes, please. I, I gave someone a, a prologue last week and it had like one ridiculously unpronounceable word in it. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I'm safe here. This is good.
0: If you can do Pitchville Flats, I think you're good.
1: I can do it. I can do it. So here we go. The reluctant gentleman with the sizable mouth is Mr. Frisbee. He has all the drive of a broken camshaft and the aggressive vinegar of a corpse. As you've no doubt gathered, his big stock in trade is the tall tale. Now, what he doesn't know is that the visitors out front are a very special breed, destined to change his life beyond anything his fertile imagination could manufacture. The place is Pitchfield Flats. The time is the present. But Mr. Frisbee is on the first leg of a rather fanciful journey into the place we call the Twilight Zone.
0: All right. Thank you. So I guess the first question is, um, what is your impression of Mr. Frisbee here? <laughs>
1: You know, if if everything that he actually said was true, he had all those degrees and whatnot. Like, I don't think physically he would actually have enough time to do all of that.
0: Yeah, so that's how
1: you know for sure it's a lie, (laughs) along with all the other things he claimed to have done.
0: See, I'm just—I'm too trusting. If I was there and he was saying that, I'd be like, yeah, sure, okay. I—I—I I, I think I'd be like the aliens. I'd just be like, oh, okay, whatever. Even on the show, I was like, ah, oh, I bet the twist is probably that he did all that stuff.
1: <laughs> <Which is laughs> not the case at all. <laughs> that would have been a great non-twist twist.
0: Oh, I was going to be like, maybe he could manip- manipulate time and like leave live parts of time, you know, Groundhog Day it. So he actually would have sure. all those degrees. So I've. I'm too trusting. Maybe that's, that's the thing. Like I live in Japan and the Japanese do not do sarcasm at all. So I've mostly lost. I've mostly lost my barometer for sarcasm. So when someone is sarcastic, I'll just be like, Oh really? Okay. Oh no. (laughs) I mean, that's happened several times. I'm I'm being sarcastic. Oh, are you? Okay. Now I get it. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha ha. Gotcha. But yeah, I've lost See, I,
1: figured he was exaggerating almost from the beginning like at first I bought it and then I kind of realized okay yeah his whole thing is he just wants to be the talk of the town he, he's gonna brag on himself the whole time he's not even doing his regular job which is running this store he won't even ring up his customer that poor old man he had to do it well at least like, he knows okay how to he Honor invented self checkout there's his claim to fame frisbee <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm I'm sitting here and wondering if we have these in the states. Um, there's a lot of little roadside stands like shacks in Japan. Nobody's there. There's a bunch of vegetables, and you're just supposed to leave your money. So hmm. I don't know if those I mean, are maybe there the is
1: states. like out in like areas Dakota. where <laughs> yeah, where farming is more of a thing. i I don't know if Americans would trust people to actually leave their money though
0: yeah i just um several times a week i walked by this thing that i thought was a dilapidated shack for like years and then just last week noticed that you could actually go in there and buy vegetables so that was kind of a mind blower. Huh. yeah yeah um, in the states though uh maybe 15 years ago i was teaching it like like an after school thing you know like a we'd say cram school in japan but uh m- mostly Vietnamese students because of the culture, but there was this one kid, uh, not not Vietnamese, but uh, I think he was 19. He was trying to get his GED or something. He kept talking about taking pilot lessons and and some other stuff. And I'm like, oh, so uh, great. And I was asking questions, how how's the lesson going? Oh, is it exciting to fly? And um, eventually, the manager, like a few weeks later, just comes to me and says, he, he he's lying to you about all that stuff. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so this kid is Frisbee.
0: Yeah, he basically was. He was just a pathological liar. But I, I was like, sure. I mean, you know, it doesn't affect me anyway. If Frisbee tells you this stuff, they are white lies. They're not going to influence your own life, which put. I mean, doesn't right. put them in the right, but definitely doesn't seem to make. I mean, when you're lying, yeah, it's that obviously, even if it's not obvious to an idiot like me. But in general, if it's that obvious, um, it's more of like a performance art, I guess, thing.
1: Yeah, I think that's. Kind of what keeps him going is he loves that art of weaving the tall tale and the reception it gets and people keep coming back for it just to see what he'll say next.
0: And he just wants to wail on his harmonica a bit, which I don't know. You, you said what, your dog ran away, was it?
1: My cat.
0: <laughs> oh, cat. Okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my cat was in the room, heard that harmonica and said, no, thank you.
0: That's pretty much the impression I had and uh, I don't know I I I shouldn't say because my my dad who who comes to the Twilight Zone live chats (laughs) 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 plays a bunch of harmonicas but uh, yeah it's just it's not my favorite instrument Uh,
1: (laughs) mine either (laughs) and Um, not the aliens either apparently
0: no no for for sure Um, yeah I wrote I would have brought a guitar but then then Frisbee would have missed out on his amazing harmonica powers so <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know what the guy did what he had to do he had to get to supper nothing was stopping him from that
0: i mean the aliens offered him supper so it's not like he wasn't going to get it um
1: <laughs> it's true but for a guy like frisbee he doesn't know what he's getting from these guys he wants what he knows he can get at home
0: yeah yeah sometimes that's what you want you don't want to eat at a restaurant tonight you just uh you want the thing that you know exactly what's going to taste like or you go to the restaurant where you know exactly what it's going to taste like um,
1: that too well and f- forgive me but frisbee does seem like a little bit of a lazy guy he doesn't want to actually do anything so maybe the uh the hometown cafe is where it's at
0: because I'll, I'll go to restaurants and just get the exact same thing on the menu every time um
1: oh, oh yeah yeah
0: like uh, i do that wife... too
1: like you find what you like and you just stick with it
0: what, one place i like because my wife really likes this uh French place, which isn't that expensive for lunch, and um we kept. I kept suggesting we go there, and she's like, "I didn't think you like that sort of food." No, I like it because you'd never know what you're getting there. Like, it's usually pretty good, but it's just you order the lunch special, and they give you what they're making that day. So, I nice. mean, you could choose like meat or fish, that sort of thing, but uh, or the pasta. But I'm like, yeah, you order that. It's 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 a mystery what's going to show up. It's you know exciting. <laughs> I mean, you can can read what it is in Japanese on the menu, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's different every time. So that's, that's kind of nice. I like that.
1: Add a little excitement into the day.
0: So Frisbee doesn't want to add excitement to his day because he's not willing to try the alien food.
1: (laughs) You know, the guy like, he's very routinized. It seems like for him every day is more or less the same and he is okay with that. He likes his routine.
0: I mean, I'm pretty down to routines myself. Uh, I do similar things on Mondays. You know, I just have to look, you know, uh, coordinate with a few people to figure out what I'm doing in the morning on a podcast or if I'm going to meet someone in the afternoon. And otherwise, I'm pretty much on my own schedule most of the time. So, uh,
1: yeah, same. I just I make mean, a checklist. What needs to get done sooner rather than later? And then we just trickle down from there and see how many things we check out.
0: Yeah, most of my mornings get up. Maybe I do a podcast. Then I take a walk around the rice fields while it's, you know, compiling or rendering or whatever, come back, go to work, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. So (laughs) nice. Kind of works out nice. Um, The alien ship, it it is kind of funny. I just felt like I was having a little dialogue with the episode. Uh, I wrote the note, How many Forbidden Props, Forbidden Planet props will we see in this episode? Then Frisbee gets on the ship. And then he's like, Hey, this all looks like a movie. I'm like, Yeah, Forbidden Planet. (laughs) (laughs)
1: because it was frisbee
0: yeah the twilight zone actually to to be fair i didn't see anything where i was like that's definitely from forbidden planet but the twilight zone is notorious for reusing forbidden planet props so (laughs) i'm assuming they were repurposed from this forbidden planet spaceship
1: (laughs) it's not a stretch
0: right um you had a reaction to the alien masks i think
1: (laughs) i I did (laughs) i mean Yes, some of the well, the some of the uh, scenery and costuming is not great in this episode. I mean, it's so obviously a mask. There's eyeballs, you know, underneath the fabric, and there's there's no seamless transition. It's just you know, put the thing over the actor's face and let him talk.
0: I weirdly like them. Like you are correct, they're they're definitely like kind of funny looking, Um, but they kind of. <laughs> They made me think of like something that would show up in a in a David Lynch movie. Um I don't know if you ever saw the movie <laughs> Inland Empire where they have uh, I have
1: not yet.
0: They have interspersed in there the the sitcom Rabbits where it has um rabbits in a living room set like saying sitcom lines, you know, very deadpan with like ominous rumbling in the background and the rabbit masks are, remind me of of these alien masks like with the cold <laughs> dead eyes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, I did appreciate how it looks sort of like our conventional, stereotypical alien with like the bigger dark eyes, but not like total gray skin, little guys, little green men, so to speak.
0: What is black? Yeah, it was a they little different.
1: Gray. I appreciated that they were different.
0: We've seen much worse aliens on the Twilight Zone. Uh, looking at Mr. Dingle, the strong with the the two headed alien, which was just. Obnoxiously bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it looked like, you know, like an elementary school like Halloween costume or something made by the student. So, <laughs> <laughs> or the Simpsons where uh, Lisa makes her Florida costume, that sort of thing. Looked like that,
2: right?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I, I would, I, you know what? I'd wear that mask for Halloween costume. Why not? <laughs>
1: It probably, like, in terms of comfort, would not be that bad. So there is that.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, I have to do a Halloween costume every year at work. So I've definitely, like, gotten into get the comfortable one. No, don't paint your face green every day for a week. You don't want to do that. I never did that myself, but uh, some other, other people have. Um, That's yeah. a lot you, of work. You don't want to be Thanos. You have to paint yourself purple every day. So and by, well, the end time. The, by the end of the week, I'm usually, like, mi- Miss mix matching my costumes i'll have like the uh space 1999 spy uh, style like flight suit with a with a star wars blaster a pirate hat and the cookie monster on my other hand that that was my costume hmm. which was extremely confusing
1: <laughs> it's eclectic i like that
0: <laughs> yeah I was piecing in the air, things from like eight different costumes and uh you know it's like I, I i've said it before when i when i do show up for halloween wearing a um the star trek gold shirt uh kids think it's a soccer jersey because star trek's not that popular in japan oh <laughs> like soccer jersey well in the world are you i'll just have to be, oh, i'm a spaceman you know because
1: uh... <laughs> there you go yeah
0: yeah it's it's one uh, my mission of making star trek popular in japan is not taking um
1: <laughs> keep going man keep trying you can get oh, there well
0: Oh, well. Well, Americans don't know Space Battleship Yamato that well. So, you know, go see it. No,
1: no, we don't. <laughs>
0: um, There were a few words. I, I I, liked how I guess they're supposed to be redneck. And I for the first two minutes, I wasn't like looking closely enough at the story, I guess. And I thought we were talking about the Civil War until they started mentioning Paris and Berlin. I thought this was going to be like a 1870 episode.
1: <laughs> I mean, it does sort of look like an old timey. 1800s saloon slash general store that kind of a thing i was trying to place it too at first like are we talking 1800s or are we talking world war Two? no it's world war one okay
0: yeah yeah it took me a few seconds also to figure out if we were talking about one or two actually did we ever um fully he gave a year one? okay and that okay. gave it away OK, there we go, because I, I was like trying to figure out for like a, a minute. Well, I think I worked out the age because they're all kind of older, so it couldn't be the second war. But uh, <clears throat> I had to think about it for a few minutes. That, that's for sure. Right. So, um, yeah. I, I did like uh, what were the words we got uh, in folate I don't know if that's actually a word or not. I like that. Uh,
1: yeah. What is that?
0: Re Reca Norton, Rika Norton. Reconortin? Is that the Reconortin? Something like that. I don't know. That's the other one. That's definitely not a word. I'm sure about that.
1: So. <laughs> if that's a real thing, I have no idea what it is.
0: And writing thesis, I'd like that too. Uh, which maybe that's correct. Maybe multiple. if you have many thesis, that's thesis, I don't know. Was he correct? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm the English it, it teacher. Sounds, I should know this.
1: It's probably it sounds like some sort of awful prescription product with a lot of side effects
0: yeah that's another thing my father would do just make up words a lot um which you know that, that, that works well sometimes
1: sure i couldn't help but notice that they had catsup not ketchup it's catsup that's the more old-fashioned way of saying ketchup
0: yeah yeah the the, uh, the rednecking stuff i guess i i don't know <laughs>
1: i think that was just the more preferred word in, at that time because my grandmother used to say catsup
0: yeah, I guess that's how we went from robots to robots, uh, also blamed on uh, Forbidden Planet because Yes. Um, and Francis started saying that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, old timey words is, is kind of interesting sometimes. So, yeah, it's like, are we wrong? Are they right? Uh,
1: <laughs> Maybe they were right for their time and we just don't know it.
0: With Frisbee's name, I, once he started flying, I, I was a little disappointed that is it is uh, B-Y at the end because like, oh, Frisbee's flying. That's that's fun but maybe that's it, right. <laughs> Certainly they had Frisbees by this point in time. I'm, I'm going to probably see if I can wiki this on my knee when the, when the Frisbee corporation started making those things um, <laughs> growing up in the eighties. Of course, I liked the, the arrow ones with the, the ones that are just circles and have nothing in the middle and they fly much farther. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was always a fan of those more, but uh, that's, I think that's because of my vintage uh, any other age should, should go with the Frisbee. Frisbee. <laughs> frisbee throwing toy that's what we're looking for the frisbee yes. that first came out in okay 1937 was the first one uh okay end of their partnership yeah okay it's they would have been new and trendy as far as the big scene when this came out huh so, it must have been yeah. a reference to the toy. I mean, because it was like the hula hoop or something, it seems, around
1: 1960. He's the hot
0: item. Rightio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. A lot of my notes are just silly. Uh, I did like how calm and at home. Well, he's not at home because he wants to supper. But otherwise, he doesn't seem like that perturbed that he's he's now on an alien ship. He definitely takes it as it goes. So...
1: Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they call him out on being scared at first because he can't find where the heck these voices are coming from. But once he gets on the alien ship, it's like he could be doing this all day, every day and no big deal.
0: And once he realizes that the aliens think he's saying everything is correct, maybe he should just go with it you know it's like the ghostbusters things if someone asks you if you're a god you say yes so if someone thinks you have like omnipotency um you should go with it or not because they'll ask you to do something but
1: <laughs> i was honestly wondering if this story was going to go in a direction like that though where he realizes that they believe everything he says so how was he going to use that to his advantage
0: yeah and they just kind of plays a harmonica and leaves. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> guys hungry. He needs a supper.
0: It made me think a little bit. Uh, have you seen the movie being there? Mm-mm. That's uh Peter Sellers last film, I think. I mean, not counting when they used archival footage for later pin- Panther movies, but the last movie actually like properly made where he is a uh, chance, the gardener who uh, has been gardening for a rich old man for decades and doesn't even leave the house. So the rich old man dies and he has to leave. Uh, so he's basically a, a very well-dressed homeless man who you know, very quickly falls into high society. But he doesn't know how to talk to people and he only knows gardening. So he's just talking to everyone about gardening. And these are politicians that think stuff. So they all think he's making like deep metaphors and he ends up on TV, you know, doing the, uh, Oh
1: my gosh. You
0: know, just talking about gardening and people are like, Oh my God, he's talking about how to fix the economy and stuff. And, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> fixing that green baby. Well,
0: you fix the garden, you fix you know, you take it as a metaphor for fixing the economy. I guess it's not wrong. And, uh, the, the very not, I, well, I'm spoiling a 50 year old movie almost, but, uh, the last shot of the movie is him walking on water. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of walking off and then walking on water so you're like who is this guy so yeah.
1: oh, how interesting
0: <laughs> of course uh you know frisbee's filled with personality you couldn't put more personality in this guy where the whole point of uh chauncey Gardner is as, because as he's like i'm chance to gardener and they they think he's saying his name is chauncey Gardner. so <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah he has no personality Right, everyone's just projecting onto him. Where Fris- Frisbee is very much projecting outwards. Uh, oh yeah, very he's much. Gotten the attention of aliens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got to love how his tallest tale that he'll ever tell people is true, but no one's gonna believe it.
0: No, I'd like. He doesn't care though.
1: <laughs> no, he does not care. He'll tell the story a thousand times.
0: I mean, where. You know our own memories also. Like he's going to embellish that story. Make he's going to you know have himself like doing donuts around Alpha Centauri within a month with the story.
1: <laughs> right. He invented donuts.
0: Because uh, I, I I remember uh, about five years ago there's a big typhoon, so uh, I had to get a ride home from work with actually the guy i'm working with today but uh you know we're going home and the storm's getting worse and worse like this area lost like four bridges from that storm it was crazy oh and um as we're going through a town there's like you know flying debris so when i first tell a story oh my gosh like Like the movie twister you well that's that's where you know the first time like yeah there was like you know like a a branch just flying in front of the car and then maybe at some point i'm talking about a bush flying through the car until it's like oh yeah there's this forest like just in the air in front of us, you know? <laughs> and I don't oh, even wow. know what, I don't, I, I want to say it was maybe like large tumbleweed size would be what it was actually flying through there. It was notable, Yikes. but yeah, it's just like, you keep telling the story and it keeps getting more and more ridiculous and then you're like, how big was it? Because what so, call me <laughs> out, it's like, it, it keeps getting bigger every time you tell it, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, that tumbleweed <laughs> was eight feet tall.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm talking yeah, it was like a whole tree in the air. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, that, that could crack it,
1: your windshield. That's dangerous.
0: It could have cracked the windshield. I, I think that's it was big enough to crack a windshield for sure, but uh
1: <laughs> Yeah, it actually does sound kind of dangerous.
0: It, it was. We shouldn't have worked that long that day. We we're we we're it's it's like you're watching the conditions outside going horrible, and we're meanwhile, we're practicing for the Halloween kids show. It's like, why are we doing this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> nope, don't do I it. Guess,
0: I guess it all worked out in the end. So yay.
1: <laughs> you're still here.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's one of my occupational hazards if the weather goes bad or there's a technical thing. Uh, you know, I, I can get sometimes get stuck because I take a train to and from work. So
1: mm, gotcha. Yeah. yeah.
0: When the trains out them's problems. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're not going anywhere about that.
0: Uh Do you have any other big takes you want to throw out on here or, or exaggerate any of your own stories to ridiculous degrees? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, uh, you know, I was taking notice of how bad the effect of whisking Frisbee away was just not well done at all. We've seen better on the Twilight Zone. But you know what really did like pay it off for me was when he goes.
0: Oh, that's I love that. Frisbee's flying. Yeah, I love
1: that. But just the fact that the actor did that was hilarious and I enjoyed it. Uh, I and I enjoyed the fact that it. these um, these aliens they don't understand the concept of lying. I I found that to be a fascinating idea because why would they? I mean, if it's not a part of the culture like it is in Japan, you would be none the wiser. So it makes sense that they wouldn't be either.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can lie. People lie in Japan a little bit, but yeah, the sarcasm doesn't come through, so it's not like funny lines. Yeah, sarcasm. You know? Sorry. Yeah but um that's that's the thing because like i in high school of you know every joke was simpsons references and sarcasm so <laughs> uh i'm like now i'm like now i don't have so much sarcasm in my veins so it's like where did that go i'm like you know i used to understand it and now i don't get it so much so it's kind of weird <laughs> like there's a the changing yourself i use yeah you know, so it's not like riding a bike i guess so if the alien simply are incapable of making that jump. I guess with Star Trek, uh, Vulcans are not supposed to be able to lie. They, they do occasionally, but uh, these they, guys they exaggerate. Be yeah, right, right. They exaggerate. Well, I'm not lying. So I wonder if the aliens can exaggerate.
1: That's a good question. I mean, if Twilight Zone were a little longer of a show, maybe we could have learned more about their culture, but we get what we need to to tell the story. That's all.
0: It will be next season and it might be uh, be careful what you ask for in a few episodes. So,
1: <laughs> oh, really? Okay. For
0: one season, it goes up to like 45, 50 minute episodes. So, <laughs>
1: oh, no kidding. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: and that's all uh, those are not seen so much because they don't fit the syndication run being that long. And mm. uh,
1: yeah, that makes sense. Like, if you're given a half hour slot, uh, <laughs> those two things don't work together.
0: Right. I mean, I guess you could two part it, but that's kind of weird for a Twilight Zone. I, I don't think you could two part them so well.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also, was that even a thing with 1950s and 60s TV, two parters?
0: Uh, Batman did it a few years later, for sure. But OK, uh, <laughs> Um, I don't know if I, I guess Gunsmoke was little well, soap operas. But yeah.
2: But how sure, ridiculous
0: sure. would it be if the cliffhanger was that terrible effect of frisbee flying through the air going we and then it's like Wee. see you next week She's <laughs> like, I don't know nah. Maybe that would be great <laughs> I mean that's the halfway point pretty much so
1: yeah that I I don't know if that would tantalize people to come back the following week
0: right the the other thing that I thought about a little bit this and I haven't seen this movie since opening night but I I did think a little bit about a uh, big fish with uh frisbee being the the father in that movie so the, mm, it's a burton movie okay. uh, i have that, not seen
1: this movie
0: some people love it some people hate it i don't remember if i love it or hate it because i haven't seen it for 20 years but it does the, <laughs> you could see that movie it's a guy like frisbee telling stories that are then dramatized like in the movie so you're watching these massive lies being played out <laughs>
1: Huh. okay so is this a theme for this actor i mean is this his is this how he's typecast
0: Oh, oh, no, no! It's I think it's, it's like Albert Finney or something. In that movie. This movie is made in two thousand four. It's not not the same actor, Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh okay, A similar
0: okay. liar is uh
1: Gotcha. You know, okay.
0: The son is trying to get to know his his dead, dying, or father. I don't remember details, but you know everything he said was was frisbee stuff. So okay. <laughs> he doesn't know who his father was, and it's just yeah shows these stories. And so, someone's going to tell me I'm like totally wrong about this because it's been. 2004 so yeah almost 20 years 2002 something like that <laughs> yeah I'm even getting the date wrong I should I should uh, throw the big fish back in the water for now and if anyone <laughs> wants to write in or something you could do that let's do the questions for this episode uh, who in this episode travels into or goes through the twilight zone
1: oh that is okay this is a more complicated question this time around <laughs> Because, okay, Frisbee is kind of in the twilight zone of delusions of grandeur. Right. But that's a different thing. Is he taking the people listening to his stories into the twilight zone? Since it's not, you know, real.
0: Of course, they don't believe him. I
1: don't know. (laughs) So, or is the name of the ship, the alien ship called Twilight Zone?
0: Oh, we we got the literal Twilight Zone a few episodes ago. So
1: <laughs> nice,
0: but hey, maybe they only named it that too because they can't lie. So if, if they were like right, he needs to be in the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I think we should we can retcon and and name the ship the Twilight Zone.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. So yeah, this is going in all sorts of directions this week. It's it's a lot less definitive than some other episodes I've done with you.
0: For for the sake of question two, I guess we'll go ahead and say it's Frisbee. But then I do want to do the contrarian you know kick like, like you're thinking there and say it's actually the aliens because they've been duped by a liar which is what happens to humans and other episodes because the aliens are very un-twilight zoney they, they can't really name their ship that because they don't understand lies so they, they've been fooled <laughs> they think they're getting like a vast trough of knowledge and they're getting an idiot so
1: <laughs> yeah yeah like is everybody in this episode sort of like like a wave going in and out of the twilight zone
0: yeah yeah so i don't know i guess we could talk about in terms of frisbee and the aliens uh do they deserve this situation
1: i'm not sure if the aliens do (laughs) they don't know what they don't know
0: (laughs) maybe that makes them deserve it they need to be they need to you know do a little better reconnaissance uh, excuse me uh reconnorton of, of planet Earth before they get involved.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe they need to do the Star Trek thing where they, they observe humans for a little bit longer to learn these sorts of intricacies. But then on the other hand, do they even realize that this is an intricacy of human behavior?
0: Yeah, I mean, the Transformers made the same problem. They sent out a probe. There's a bunch of cars. Guess those are the people and made them onto into cars, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So... so- so yeah, I don't I don't know. I kind of sympathize with them. They they seem fairly innocent about the whole thing.
0: I mean, I guess they're not really damaged by the situation, except that their ears are now bleeding, but uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> can they recover from that? That's what we need to know.
0: Yeah. Are I they okay? Want... Frisbee just had his best adventure. Yeah. Uh he knows it happens. So
1: <laughs> right. So I mean, yeah, he he he's just as happy as can be about this.
0: I mean, he's happy to get the world's greatest liar, you know, uh bug or whatever it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. But all the while telling a very true story, I want him to write that book about his encounter on the alien ship, you know, with all the details. I'm sure they're, they're all completely factual too. Those
0: books, But are then out there. it says
1: on the cover, a true story.
0: <laughs> Those books are out there. I think I've read a few <laughs> of
2: them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, uh, uh, of course, you know maybe I want to read the frisbee one because it would be more entertaining, but it would be a little difficult. It'd be he'd be making up words and be like a little bit like reading James Joyce, which I don't enjoy. So
1: <laughs> you need a glossary <laughs> at the end explaining what each of these terms is.
0: That's what the Clockwork Orange book has. I like that book. I don't get it. Okay, <laughs> I guess because that <laughs> book is like secretly teaching you Russian.
1: <laughs> ah. Gotcha. I think the
0: movie still holds some of that, but yeah, a lot of the slang is actually from or, or like Russian words or Russian sounding words. So um
1: okay. I yeah, didn't I've never read the book. I did not know that.
0: That was kind of the uh Burgess's conceit is like I'm clockwork oranging you a little bit while you read it, because you're gonna know some Russian when you're finished with this book.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome. So um yeah, that's I mean well, I don't even know if I recommend the movie. <laughs> oh, um, no.
1: yeah, that's tough. It's sort of like Pink Flamingo. You got to really know your audience, whether you do that or not.
0: Right, right, right. But the book is also I've actually read the book twice, uh, which mm. apparently makes me weird. But I yeah can't do James Joyce. So one of my <laughs> friends, one of my friends is writing. One of his biggest influences, is James Joyce. So sometimes he gives me his samples of what he's been writing. I'm like. I guess it's good, but this isn't what I read. Like I actively avoid this style, you know.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Yeah.
0: So yeah, um, I didn't. I don't know what to say sometimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I watched *A Clockwork Orange*. I think while I had chicken pox at the age of thirteen, I was flipping channels, trying to find something to pass the time, and uh, I, I was—I did not know what to make of it. I was very confused for a lot of it. I didn't get it. no not not fully
0: no i i I get it i've seen it recently but yeah it is it's it's not the. do you just actually i do just throw on kubrick sometimes but not that one
1: (laughs) you know what's funny is i also watched 2001 for the first time that week
0: oh okay you were having a kubrick film fest then
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah i guess so i didn't even realize it but yeah that's what happened
0: I was a very bizarre kid that in elementary school regularly watched 2001 and Logan's Run. So,
1: <laughs> oh, I, I was kind of bored by 2001. No, I kept a lot of people asleep. are. No, a lot of
0: people are. <laughs> Just sound I don't like
1: this moves so slow.
0: <laughs> it does. I don't. That's why I'm like, why did I always watch it? Like probably once a month <laughs> when I was a kid. So.
1: <laughs> oh wow.
0: Some of us were weird kids. I guess that's what. What it it's calls okay. <laughs> Um people thought well, I was a
1: weird kid because I watched Star Trek. I mean, it's all a matter of perspective, right? I had
0: that going too, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess we should put the weird on this episode with the meter Zero is not trippy, five is very trippy. Uh, where would you like to place it?
1: Oh man, okay. Again, this is tough because it's a matter of perspective, isn't it? Um yeah. if, if you're going from frisbee's point of view, this is an above-average day. Because it's a little more exciting, but it's not like, oh, my God, what the hell just happened? So for him, I'd say it's like a solid three for the aliens. I'm thinking it's higher, like a four. And so for me, I think I just want to average out the two of those and say it's it's three point five.
0: Okay. I guess I took the Frisbee route. I decided to base my score completely on him flying through the air going we. And uh, that, <laughs> that put me on that put me in three territory. So I'm going to stick with my three. The aliens, I don't know. I mean, they, they were probably more confused than tripped out. So in, in my opinion, but you could you could say that's a, its own kind of trippiness, I suppose.
1: <laughs> you know, well, I think when they come to let's assume that they did after they got the heck out of there. They're contemplating what the heck just happened. And that's where their thoughts make them realize we do not know what just happened here. <laughs> and that yeah. is when it gets trippy.
0: Yeah, they don't understand harmonica. Okay, that's a good point. So, but the whole point of the, the question is like, what I think consider trippy and what someone else considers trippy may not be the same thing so uh that, yeah that perspective did not cross my mind i i definitely want to see that scene that that would be in the 50 minute where they come to and have no clue it just happened i, I, I like that 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 would have upped the score for me for sure
1: <laughs> yeah honestly i would like to watch that part too from their perspective
0: yeah yeah that, that'd be cool Uh, But it's it's a not a serialized show at all. You're not going to get any of this ever again, which (laughs) is part of the charm. I mean, we were talking before the episode proper about how streaming worlds just are endless and. A Twilight Zone is like hey you don't even need to watch the whole series this is, this is what it is you know
1: right that's <laughs> Which is- one thing I really love about when you invite me on the show is I don't have to have watched every single episode of Twilight Zone up to this point I can just drop in and get what I uh, get out of it and we talk about it and then I'm done for a little while
0: yeah. And if you want to see more of this sort of thing, it's there. So yeah, take it or leave it, which uh, I mean, I guess that was the thing. Because the Marvels came out a month ago and basically bombed super hard because it was like, well, you need to watch three TV series to really get it.
2: <laughs> mm.
0: And um, Yeah. Which, so-
1: hey, if you've done that, that's great. But everybody else is going to be left dead in the water.
0: The last Star Wars show, which I did watch three episodes of, was like, Oh, you really need to have seen all of Star Trek Rebels first. I'm like, Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Um <laughs> I enjoyed the yeah, three I honestly, watched and never got to the other however many there were.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough to keep up with everything. The time investment is just so steep for a lot of like if you if you follow several fandoms, I don't know how people do it.
0: Well, a lot of people don't, which is, <laughs> I guess, why. The
1: Marvel- yeah, but some people like even the even the pursuit of trying to keep up with some of the bigger things like Star Wars and uh the superhero franchise movies. All of them, and it, even that alone, I just don't know. I just feel like that.
0: as re- recording this in late twenty twenty three. I think this episode is near. I don't know. Maybe it airs in January. Anyway. I just feel like uh, there's a book about the MCU that just came out in October. I feel like we're all just now admitting to ourselves, yeah, actually, I didn't watch all that stuff to each other. Because <laughs> everyone's just like, oh, I assume you've seen all the Star Wars stuff. Um, I mean, if, if you get geeky yeah, enough, actually. like like us, if you assume I've seen all the Star Trek stuff, yes, you are correct. But that that's where the, the um, geeky part of fandom comes in. But I can't do that for everything. Maybe you can do that for one thing, maybe two, if you got some time on your hands.
1: <laughs> it, yeah. But uh, anyway.
0: anyway, I think that- people
1: are so afraid of losing their nerd points on their nerd license that they can't admit that they haven't seen it all. They get just enough out of like pop culture references to understand.
0: Right, right. So the, the, uh, I found myself very much gravitating back to watching movies that are not connected to other movies or maybe like two movies <laughs> at most, you know, like your trilogy. We used to love the trilogies.
1: <laughs>
0: sure. And Now it's no, no. You need to have a thirty movie interconnected thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which again, if you got the time, and that can be amazing when if you could get all that big picture. But yeah, Twilight Zone's a small picture and a fun picture. Is this one of the best Twilight yes. Zones? Not really. Is it? You know, the the comedy episodes tend to be the more questionable quality once i thought this one was solid enough i i had a fine time watching it i I didn't get we didn't get angry at it i think mr dingle the strong again we got kind of angry at that episode so
1: (laughs) yeah yeah no this was like you said it was pretty solid it was good i wouldn't say it was outstanding and that's okay
0: and that's where we are like that's that that's a fine place to be. Maybe a little boilerplate, but hey, you gotta have that. Yeah,
1: time. we're not frisbee. We're not gonna exaggerate the merits of this episode for everybody.
0: I guess we'll close this one down a bit. Um of course people can can catch your podcasting again at the Mission Log Prodigy and, and your Friday chats. What were the what was the name of your Friday one again that had a good It's name. at
1: Virtual Trekcon on YouTube. And also, if you follow the seventh rule on YouTube, it's a lot of the same people. It's the same kind of network of things.
0: Okay. Just uh, I wanted to get those fresh in the mind since it's been 40 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) for this. uh, It's time enough podcast at the moment. We're still on X. I don't know what we're doing with that. We're on Facebook and you can support us on Patreon at Podcastio Podcastius, where we do many podcasts, including... Films and Filth podcast, 1999. What Disney? Look loves Pokemon. High Rule Fuel report game game show. Huh. I couldn't do those quite as fast as my micro machine thing. Earlier, <laughs> I couldn't think about it, but uh, yeah, I
1: saw you trying though. E for effort.
0: Yeah. I, oh, I definitely had, that. I'm trying way too hard face. I, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to definitely try to go to work today by flying through the air and screaming. We, so I'm going to go do that, I guess.
1: <laughs> awesome. Let me know how that goes.
2: proclaimed The side guest of time Wild emerald beaker balls Of yellow-sit-life blood Experiments in the clean room Beyond dark dragon's blood Right by the founts of her Interesting but expanding the domain The days in utopia The OPCs proclaim the zygos of time And really, as Jasmine vapors drift I'm the red apogee of the autumn harvest revolutions As jasmine papers drift I'm the red apple of the autumn harvest revolutions I'm an codifying thoughts Feel free to self-criticize 200 quotation sessions Let the sellers analyze I'd rather felt some tennis interesting but expanding <laughs> the domain Go down the gymnasium, turn the crazy chase But actually, it no appears in utopia That the Pipsies proclaim the side guests of time